Alright, hi guys, this is uh, Popcorn. Life of Mode 9 is a movie. Grab your popcorn. Start chewing away. Alright, uh, last week I basically just talked about, you know, just little things that happened to me here and there. How me and my first partner went to Mina to go and perform. And uh, it was crazy because I was actually telling one story and I just jumped into that story. And I want to even finish off the main story I was talking about, how we, we did a show at 123 Gym in Mina. And the video, the, the video footage of that performance, I think it's still on, uh, it's on, it's on YouTube, yeah. There's video footage of uh, that performance, me and Terry the Rap Man doing It's About To Get Ugly. It was crazy. You know, those were the good old, good old days. I remember when uh, Solo D did a show in University of Abuja. And we actually had P-Square on the building. We paid P-Square to perform. We invited uh, Rough, Rugged and Raw, Nitro. They all came. Nitro, that's uh, Big Time Luciano and uh, Kadeem the Magnificent. Then Rough, Rugged and Raw, we had Jay Gangster, B-Rite and Hangman. Shout out to those brothers because those brothers are the guys that were really holding it down for hip-hop back then. Nobody seems to be talking about the old soldiers, the guys that, you know, really did the groundwork for this hip-hop industry. But I'm gonna talk about them because they did their bit, you know, they did their thing and it'll be so unfair to just ignore them, the fact that they exist. Even so-called uh, uh, shows, award shows, they never ever recognize these soldiers, but it's all good. We gonna talk about them regardless. So yeah, we did that show. The show was good. Paid, paid the guys. Everybody got paid except us because it was our show. You know, I did extra work, running around, going to the hotels, da 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 da. You know, just arranging stuff. And then after that, I think we did. Uh, we did some more. We did some more shows. We did some more shows here and there. I later on met a guy called Dogman. Douglas Jacken. Uh, for those, yeah, we used to call him Dogman back then in Abuja. He was working for Rhythm. And um, he came to the crib with Chooks the Spaceman. Now they had Wiz. They, at first, when they came, they came with the Wiz. Now the Wiz had already told them, oh, these guys, they're very bad guys. These guys are not good guys. Da -da -da -da. But you see, J Douglas was already playing It's About To Get Ugly. I wasn't really listening to rhythm radio in Abuja. I wasn't listening to radio much, so I wouldn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know who he was. So I came to the crib, and, you know, they weren't really saying much. You know, we just came, whatever, man. Then I think we had a little bust up with Wiz here and there. Just, just, a, just little things, man. So later on, Douglas saw me somewhere and he was like, hey, what are you doing, man? You're doing this music thing, trying to talk. Why are you doing the music thing? Would you like to come and, you know, work at Rhythm? And I was like, man, I wouldn't mind. So what I was doing is that he'll just come to the crib, he'll pick me, he'll scoop me up, and then we'll go to Rhythm. We'll just do his show together. I wasn't even a staff, nothing. I would just be on his show. So I was doing that a lot, a lot, doing it, doing it. So JJ, I knew JJ from Lagos because I used to go to Rhythm to hang out with my main man, LD. Lockdown, Lockdown Dumbin. He was working at Rhythm. He had, he'd been working there since uh, probably '98 or something like that. 
So JJ saw me because JJ came to Abuja and he saw me. He was like, Ah, mode nine. <laughs> What's up, man? Do you want to work here? He, he now said something. He said, Hmm. So at first, when they're trying to get the job, they're there early. They're always early. But when you give them the job, they're always late. Now, he must have not known who I was. <laughs> so I just chuckled. I laughed, you know. Then he told me to do a little audition thing. So I went into the production room. Shout out to DJ Yod. DJ Yod was there. He did the uh, little production thingy for the audition, the Mode 9 audition. You have to just introduce yourself. Hi, blah, 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 blah. My name is Mode 9. This, this, that. I want to play music, blah, 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 blah. Talk about something. And then that's it. They just want to hear you sign on. And then the texture of your voice and see if you can flow. If you can do everything cool, cool. So after that, I think they checked it out and they were like, okay, yeah. You know. So they started me off and I was working there. I was working at Rhythm. But working in a radio station is is not as easy as you think. Like, I got people attacking me, telling me I'm always playing hip-hop. Yes, I did play a lot of hip-hop. Because I was a hip-hop cat, but yeah. I tried my best did play some nice R&B because I know music. Did play some nice soul. They tried to punish me at one time. They tried to punish me and uh, they changed my uh, show to Rhythm of the Night. That's 10 o'clock to 12 midnight. Meaning you can only play mid-tempo and slows and everything. But I had a ball. I was playing some nice, you know, putting, putting together some nine or Richie and then I made up this character called, character. I made up this character called DJ Sugar Sugar. Ray, Ray, Ray. There's two sugars and three rays. So I was having fun with it. You know, the phone lines weren't really working, so I was just playing music and, you know, having having a ball. Yeah, those were the good days, man. Then uh, there was a guy. They made him head of station and uh, he started trying to pick pick on me. So uh, he said that they should, uh, he said I insulted him on air that they should suspend me. So they suspended me, right? They suspended me. A, a few, very few people know about this. They suspended me. You know what I did? I took the first flight. Shout out to Abu Marwa. He just gave me a flight ticket. Boom. Al-Baraka Airways. I just took the first flight to Lagos and I went to go and promote my music. I was doing shows. I didn't care. So I got a call from JJ and he said, man, Mode, what happened? This, this is why I respect JJ. He asked me what happened. I explained everything to him. And then he was like, okay, don't worry, I'll sort it out. So in the meeting, they were pushing for me to get sacked. But when Douglas, I had Douglas on my side, I had JJ on my side. And I was like, man, I fear nothing. Even if they sack me, whatever, I'll just continue doing my music. They just called me back. J JJ called me and said, Mode, now where are you? I said, I'm in Lagos. He said, be back in Abuja by Monday. <laughs> so I got back to Abuja and then he started underlining guidelines for me. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You have to be there. But I was never late. I was always early. I was never late to work. I was always early. And yeah, people, the people that were listening to Mode 9 on Rhythm 94.7, they loved me, man. They loved me. Because <laughs> I was always on time. <laughs> no Jaru. But yeah, they love me. I was always on time. I, I did my job, man. I always gave them little tidbits. You know? I had this thing that I used to do on Thursday nights, Temple of Hip Hop. They love that too. So I got back and they were trying to tell me, do this, do that. Do that. Like, what kind of stupid punishment is this? I was like, man, come on, man. What? 
You know, I had a show. LT had a show for me in Port Harcourt. It was me and Two Face. The Indispensables won a competition where they would get like it was a kind of like a competition, a song competition for artists. The winner would get a record deal, and Indispensables won that competition. It was me and Two Face performed at that show. That was like in 2004, I think. Yeah, 2004. Me and Two Face performed. So when I was supposed to go for that show, like that show was on a Saturday. I was gonna fly from uh, Abuja to Port Harcourt. They now called me that I should cover up for, for some guy on a Saturday, and I told them, "Nah, I'm not doing it." And they were like, "Oh, you better consider. Uh, it's either you go or you come back, and you so, something might happen to your job again." I'm like, "Man, I don't care, man. That's not my job, man. My show is Monday two to four. Tuesday 2 to 4, Wednesday 2 to 4, Thursday 2 to 4, Friday 2 to 4, then I come back in the evening for dance party with Mr. D, Douglas. And that's it, you know? So I went to do the show, got paid, came back, and they all kept quiet. And you know what? We on Air Personalities were like given a break for December. It was just the DJs that were playing. And I had made up my mind. I was like, you know what? I've had enough of these guys, man. These guys, they just treat you like you're muck. Do you know what? There was a time we had a meeting, right? We had a meeting. Somebody sold me out. Somebody. I think it was the guy in the library. Some certain guys. I just don't want to mention their names. I'm not trying to hype anybody. They sold me out. This is what they told uh, the bosses. They said, oh, Mode 9 only plays his friend's music. Ugh. And I was like, well, whatever. So when we're at the meeting, and then Roy Bruce was like, yo, he heard that. We heard that Mo Nine only plays his friend's music. Man, what's up with that? Then I now said, at least I don't take money from whack artists to play their music. Now, which whack music have I played? Have I played any music that doesn't sound nice? And this is around the time when Six Foot Plus went to Lagos and brought some CDs, rooftop MCs. I'd never met the brothers in my life. I just put it in the CD player and it was like, shock, therapy, dang, dang, imi, 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 gang, gang. It was like, I was like rock and hip hop and it's gospel. Man, this is hard. I didn't even know what the brothers looked like. There was no picture on it. It was just a plain CD. So, and then imagine these guys accusing me of playing only my friend's music. I didn't even know these guys. What I used to do was I'll go to the library and sit down and just put random CDs that I see lying on the table. I put random CDs in and be listening to them for just good songs. If the song is good, I don't need to know the artist. I just play it. And here I was in a meeting and these guys were accusing me of playing only my friend's music. At least I wasn't collecting money from people to play whack music. So, I mean, Douglas, shout out to Douglas. Douglas was always, you know, holding it down for a brother, man. He was always holding it down for a brother. So he invited the, the guy that snitched. He invited the Takashi 6ix9ine guy outside to, to for a fist, <laughs> for a fisty cup. And the guy obviously didn't go because Douglas knows uh, kickboxing. <laughs> So yeah, and that was how those meetings used to go. They were just very negative. The energy in those meetings weren't really good. I didn't like the meetings because all they do is sit down and throw stones at each other. And they always try to talk me and Douglas down. Whereas, as at that time, we were, partic we were the two guys that were holding it down. 
it was just sad that the signal wasn't very strong because of where we were located on a rock. It wasn't very strong in town, but people in Maraba and Yanya, they got us clear. So we were kind of like cult heroes in that area. Yeah, you know, and there was also a time when, um, what happened now? Me and Douglas, we did a show. Man, we did so many shows. We did a show, we took uh, permission from the station manager then, and we went, did the show. After we did the show, we had there was a problem. The guys that organized it with us, they decided not to let us in. Funny enough, LD came all the way from Port Harcourt for the show, and they didn't let us in. Our own show! <laughs> and when we go, to make matters worse, when we got back to Rhythm, the station manager, claimed that he didn't know nothing about it that we use rhythm airtime to hype the show and that was terrible man like and then we both asked him hey i don't want to mention the guy's name it was like hey but you told us to do it yeah you told us and the guy was like nope nope that is when i knew that the radio business was messed up man so in january 2005 when we we're supposed to resume I just went there and I just gave them my resignation letter and I swore, you know what? I don't think radio is for me, man. These guys, I don't think it's for me, man. They can't just be kicking me around like this. So I quit and I took all my things and I moved to Lagos. Now this is the next chapter of my life for next week is mode nine in Lagos. How things change. When you're radio, when you're a radio personality, everybody loves you, everybody wants to you know, be your friend. And then when you quit that, and you now go swim with the sharks, hmm, people's true colors started showing. So yeah, the next week I'm gonna talk about what happened when I got to Lagos in January, 2005. I'll see you guys next week. Popcorn, it's a movie.